from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Drunk. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, uh, Dean, yeah, Frazier, and Bill George. Yeah, this is why we don't George. have a camera for a bit oh, And uh, it's hour number three, if you can believe it or not. It went by pretty quick, and uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in on it and uh, listening to the show. If you don't know, uh, we'll just kind of recap the last two hours. We went down uh, some of the changes for the red snapper regulations uh, that are going on. Uh, red snapper recreational season starts on June uh, 11th and goes through July 12th and officially ends on July 13th. Um, there are some requirements that you will uh, need to do these years uh, to be able to go out there doing the reef survey and all that kind of stuff, our requirements. And then we kind of went down through the, uh, the rabbit hole shark fishing stuff for the last hour and uh, tarpon and all that stuff. But, but we started the show because alligator season starts up in August and uh, everybody's trying to get geared up for that get ready for that for yeah. sure. I know, um, you know, fishing never stops here in the state of Florida, but uh, being able to go out and harvest an alligator is something that's pretty special and unique that you can only do certain times of the year. Yeah. So that's and, why it's important to us. But. And and right now we are done with the phase one of the random drawing where the majority of the permits were issued. But uh, we are currently in phase two where the application period ends June 10th. And if you turn around, there are a few permits left over out there that are, are halfway decent. Um, you know, I wouldn't say there's any great permits left out. How do, how do I look and see how many permits are left up in Lake Seminole? Lake Seminole? I doubt there's anything. But there's a number of county tags. There's some Orange Lake tags if you're, if you're willing to go up to Orange Lake. There's some Osceola tags. Um, there's a Keeningsville Lake, some Keeningsville Lake uh, permits still out there, which really surprised me because... Are you um, kidding me? I'm just saying. I don't know why did people didn't apply and get those. It, it's, it, it always amazes me. But if you want to apply to get be part of the second part of the phase, it ends June 10th, midnight at June 11.59. Not quite midnight. Midnight I would do, during the next day. From somebody, the Lake East, Kenansville, the Lake he's talking about, I would apply for that. Yeah. Can I uh, ha- find out your methods, sir? <laughs> Grandmaster? Because <laughs> there are, we have seen some battleships I will down tell there. you, FWC will sell you as a completely random draw, and you have no way to influence it whatsoever. Oh, you know what? Gotcha. Yeah. You, weren't, you weren't here when we spoke about you, but uh, when uh, Glenn was in here and he was talking about using the Bill George method, I said, you know, the most richest blackjack players in the world are the guys who actually write books about how to win at blackjack. So I said, Bill George ought to write a little uh, pamphlet and sell it. How to get picked for the gator draw. Almost guaranteed success. You'd, you'd make more money doing that than you would for selling alligators. Yeah. Seriously. But, you know, but, 10 bucks uh, a copy and uh, you know, you'll sell a million copies. You'll be fine. I have been fairly successful at whether or not it would be turkey, you know, special op permits or gator permits. I have been fairly oh, so successful. Works across the board. Yeah, so well, I mean, it it is, the BG method it uh, is works out pretty good. 
It is a random draw. Uh huh. Completely random. Uh huh. So. Folks, and only you today can have the B and G method. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you keep saying for twenty nine ninety five. We will be doing a conference. Listen, <laughs> I, I let out. I let out a few of the things before the season on the radio here, um, talking about Tenerock and some of the the county permit changes. One of the counties out there right now is Osceola County. Mm-hmm. Osceola County. There's a lot of things over in the Kissimmee area that you can hunt, uh, especially with. Uh, City limits no longer being excluded out, um, so there there will be some areas in which you can go over there and and feel pretty confident about filling your tags. Um, I want what you got. Are right there on right your neck. are they uh, the county permits? Are they doing kind of what you said before? If it's a county permit, then you're going to be wide open for the whole thing, or you're, you're going to be. You cannot be. The state park exclusion is still going to be in there. You cannot be hunting within a state park. But other than that, unless it's a – if you have like a Polk County permit, for instance, you can't go to a Lake Hancock because a Lake Hancock is a unit by itself. Lake Parker is a unit by itself. So you can't go to those particular lakes, but all the other lakes – Any body of water in Polk County that you have legal means of access to – uh, public water, you know, private land that you have access to legally to go hunt. You can't, it doesn't give you permission to go on the cattle ranch and decide to save the guy's cow, you know. But if you have, hey, access, we launched at this canal right here going into your place, so we were legal. Yeah. <laughs> well, it don't work that way. <laughs> uh, one thing I did read, and I don't know if it has anything to do with this, but I saw that uh, Trump just signed something to open up a bunch of new places to hunt like i don't remember if it was state or federal land or whatever it would be federal you're right um but i'm sorry but uh i i don't i didn't read too much into it but i saw that he opened up a bunch of places that he's tentatively planning on letting people hunt i have i haven't looked at that in in what trump did in that particular place but um yeah i i I'm just thinking, I, I can't this think of where, awesome. unless you're talking about going down to the Everglades where they're trying to keep people out on airboats even from being able to ride it. No, you I know, think it's I, out west. It's all BLM stuff where yeah. they could go out there and uh, actually open it up. Because uh, you know what? Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, if it says BLM on it, that means that we, the citizens of the United States, actually own that property. The yeah. problem is, is that the federal government has control over it, so they get to tell us. When and where and we well, can, where we like can hunt, where we can in this hunt. state owned by certain people that we, as the taxpaying citizens, own that property. What certain people? What are you talking about? Like I'm Swift not mud? Swift mud. No, uh, I'm not going there. What do you mean you're not going there? I'm trying to be good this morning. What? I'm not going there. <laughs> oh yeah, they, just saying Swift mud is not doing anything wrong. Just, What's the problem? What do you think they're going to come over and yell at you because your uh, sewage system is uh, pumping around right uh, the street? Or I something? dealt with enough but, government this week so um, i'm good <laughs> but, but oh, man. when you do get your permit you do need to look exactly at what the legal description of your hunt unit is because like i asked dean where he can hunt he they got uh, somebody who has peace river north he says the peace river goes all the way from charlotte harbor yeah, i gotta look into all it. the way <laughs> up to here and and for your particular permit dean uh, it is the state-owned waters within the waterline of the Peace River in DeSoto, Hardy, and Polk counties north of 70 and south of 60. 
Okay. Okay. Gotcha. That's a pretty good stretch of ground. You got a yeah, that's a good yeah. stretch of ground, but it's not. I mean, you need to know because when that guy pulls you over, if you're not within that area, you're jacked. Well, they, they, you got, you'll know where yeah, you are I'll, because I'll, I'll you got do, roadways yeah, that cross over. So I'm going to be doing the research and everything. I just knew but, that's the area, and I didn't know exactly where it was. But no, there, I, I will make sure that I'm completely legal. Every year, who get a ticket for hunting out of their area? Yeah, okay? oh, and that's, that's and, and not just hunting; very, it's also a lot of other things. I mean, uh, trout fishing. Uh, scalloping, you know, all those areas. You, we always yeah. tell people, you know, that invisible line, but, you got to know where it right, is. Right, grouper between, uh, before 12 fathoms, all that stuff. But, yeah. but yeah. they turn around, you know, you could do something with a deer and it's one thing, but you mess with an alligator, you're getting a ticket. Hmm. Okay? I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'll make sure. They, they are not real um, lenient when it comes to alligators. No, it's amazing how... Uh, they get a little miffy about alligators, and I never could understand how they treat alligators like it's something totally different. If they catch some guy with uh, six Osceolas in the back of his truck, eh, well, you know, big deal. Yeah, you know, well, we'll give him a little fine thing, and then uh, he'll be on his way. You got three alligators in the back? It's like literally you took a shot at the president. Seriously. It's a federal offense, and blah, 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 and everything else. They're going to they're gonna hang in and make an example out of you. If you're going to do it, it's kind of like if you're going to ban... Uh, fishing, as Bill George likes to say, if you're going to have those same things for a Goliath grouper, then you got to do the same things for Snook. What do you mean? Be fair across the board? Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's a good thing way to put it. Right, Bill George? Yes. Managed by the numbers. Thank you. It's funny how predators are looked at completely differently. You yeah, know, we'll get bears, to Bears, same thing. We'll get into that when we get back. Is that all right with you? No. Oh, you want to talk about it now? Right I'll now. just tell Aaron to stop the music and we'll just do what <laughs> she, she can. Do. <laughs> yeah, newsflash. Aaron's like, I'm in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what she can do is just turn your mic off like that, and then we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Oh, right, she wouldn't do that in the middle of me talking, would she? I mean, that would seriously be that I can't believe she would actually do something. Kill it. And <laughs> right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors. I think Dylan's listening to the show today. Go out there and get your fishing gear, get your gator gear, get your stuff you needed because uh, it's all here. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brain Gun, Jonathan Swindle, Dean Frazier, Bill George, and say good morning to Charlene. She's listening in. She uh, just texted me, and uh, we got to go to the phones. We have a VIP who's calling in this morning, someone who's gracing us. Sir, go ahead. Presence. Uh, sir, are you there, sir? Yes, sir. I'm here. I'm here. Hey, it's Glenn. Are you okay? It's about time yeah. you called in. Yeah, oh. I, I'm trying to... I had to find one of those uh, areas that was a no-signal-free zone, you know, the no-signal-free zone that's around Lake Tanisopke. So uh, that's why when you come up here, you can just go back in time. It's like you leave everything back to civilization. Uh, so there's no, really there's minimal cell signal. So all your stuff, you want to make sure you get it taken care of before you leave home. So you must be over in Inverness. Because <laughs> I think that's or closer to the interstate. Because uh, it is true, there are well, some I mean, uh, there are that, some dark didn't spots. Didn't Jim go out there with an orange paint can and paint orange dots I, on the ground I for stand cell phone here, signal? stand there, stand here. I know that that's one of the few remotes where uh, 
4G technology does not work, and we actually have to hardwire our equipment when we go up there to do the broadcast. It's uh, it's throwback when we go back up to Panavista Lodge. It's, You're scaring me now. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It's 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 the throw. Well, actually, we when tried. we hardwire, Gordon it's even fixed better. it. Don't worry, Gordon fixed it. <laughs> when, we, when we hardwire, it's even better. It's not like the old days. And then when somebody calls, it blows your you know your broadcast off because we had to use the you know the fax line or something like that. But uh, so how's it looking up there? How's it shaping up? You getting some rain? The lake looks good. What's the deal? Yeah, it's uh, been steady rain, which, you know, Jim, I talked to him earlier in the week, and he said, man, we really need about two inches of rain just to flush everything to get the uh, the clarity in the water, and I think he got his wish. Cause, God uh, was it, listening. Yeah, he got it taken care of this morning because I think we've got about an inch and a half so far. There and, you go. Uh, still raining. But I just wanted to say, did you get those pictures I sent you? Uh, while ago, yeah, yeah, the one with the flyer and then the uh, the other sign, the Brandon Ford sign. Yeah, the uh, well, the first one I sent you was actually the beginning of uh, what was actually our second annual uh, panfish tournament, and uh, what a big difference from there uh, that date and time to the current date and time with all the people, uh, businesses stepping up to want to be a part of this uh, good good event that's uh, going to take place for the South Sumter FSA and of course every day. Uh, blessings children's home this thing is shaping up pretty good we're right now we're we've matched last year's entries all right uh, with the same amount of entries as last year and uh we're still and that was when they showed up a few uh day of event registration so we've matched last year's and it looks like it's going to be uh ideal perfect for the uh the tournament the full moon will be coming up the fish are in between beds right now so that means it's going to kick in towards the uh, full moon so it'll be a great time find a bed and just catch what you can and man it's just uh, i think it's, the timing is going to be perfect again well i i uh, i'm showing jonathan he's he's asking for it and I'm, i gotta explain what it is this right here this is the flyer from the very first year that we did it yeah for uh for the panfish challenge and this is this year's flyer. oh yeah so when you look at the difference between the amount of sponsorship yeah, and people, people. people that are jumping on there, it's pretty incredible uh, from where we came from to what it is today. It's 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 pretty awesome. But that also should tell every listener out there, and it's the truth. I just got off the phone with uh, uh, Don from Big Dog Baits, and he's going to be dropping off uh, 300 bags of uh, wow. baits up there on um, – I think he says he's either going to come up on Tuesday or Wednesday because he has to go up to Leesburg to drop off a bunch of baits, and then on the way back down, he's going to drop it off. So he's bringing a bunch of uh, baits up there. 300 bags. Yeah, 300 bags of uh, baits to give away. And uh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of people, all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> he's listening. He is? Who's Gordon, listening? Uh, Gordon's listening. Why? What did he <laughs> Cause say? Because he just texts me. What did he say? We got it all taken care of, and there won't be any issues next week. Oh, there we go. See, Aaron, you're you're, uh, you're freaking out for nothing. So that's that's good to know. So our technical advisor and our technical person says it's going to be a good show, and so we'll we'll have fun. We have learned. Yeah. Well, like I can say it's uh it's I think the uh, weather is going to be nice. It's getting it done early, so we'll uh, we'll you know last year we were a little thin on water. This year we got plenty. And uh, it's going to be really good. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. So if you're on the fence thinking about whether you should uh, sign up and get registered to come out for a great day with the family, uh, I would encourage you to go ahead and make that decision and get the uh, registration in place. Uh, Southeastern Tackle, all the rods will be in uh, Monday to be picked up and brought up. So uh, we're all good. Everything has come together. And uh 
it's going to be a, a great time. Right now, there's a, there's a family up here fishing, and the boy done gave up. He's just playing in the rain. So it's, <laughs> you can keep fishing, Dad. I'm going to play in the rain. So mercy <laughs> me. But, well, I think, I think that's what my kids did the first year we were up there. We had that early morning rain shower and then another one in the afternoon. They, they didn't care. They were out there fishing in the rain, running around in mud puddles. And that's well, what he, it's all about. So if it's he, he raining. told me a while ago. He said, "Mister, you need an umbrella." When I was carrying some stuff, they, they didn't have a pole to fish with, so I went to the house and got them one. So they they're fishing now. But he said, "Mister, you need an umbrella." So with no hair, son, I don't need no umbrella. It just falls right off. It <laughs> <laughs> rolls right down my back. It's all use good, a towel. Man. Listen, when it's raining rain out, it's time to go swimming. You, you're winning. Yeah, so, uh, sure. Also, I want to thank I want to thank the late the late. Uh, there was a couple of late. Uh, donors that came in and i tell you that florida uh, mineral and salt those guys over there great people i sent them a flyer and of course they said hey let us know about this a lot sooner we want to be a part of it so next year we already have a, another sponsor and uh, they donated uh to the cause and uh, so it's going to be a, a man i tell you it's just uh, i'm looking forward to it it'll be an exciting day and uh, everything is like say is coming together jim to put new wood on all these picnic tables and we're going to put umbrellas on them so uh, if it's hot, we'll at least have an umbrella on the, a lot of these picnic tables out here. Uh, it's man, that thing is looking really good. Well, I look at it this way. Uh, I know that we have another shipment of stuff coming in from Nancy. She's going to be bringing in a bunch of those uh, little uh, panfish uh, tackle box things or hoppers. She says she's going to be dropping those off on Monday, so I'll get those all going up there for that as well. And then uh, it seems like uh, we're going to have a full house because. Uh, apparently Bart's bringing in a ringer from Texas that's going to come up and see if she can't help out as well. So and look who just it, sent that. It's going to be a, it's going to be a full time head by everybody. Who is this? Cardos. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be fun. Uh, I unloaded those little rods that she gave me to some turn in up here, and uh, man, I thought I was going to have a riot. People fell in love with them things. I, I said, I want my pole to be at least six, six and a half, seven foot rods, and these little. 18-inch thing with spinning real long. It's just like, man, I could, you know how I could do with this? <laughs> I, you know what? Those things sell like crazy. And you know who really loves that rod? My brother, Bart. He has one. It's They look like the little ice fishing rods. They're only about this big. And, dude, you cannot break them. You know I mean, they are indestructible. They're well, good for- I know Wyatt said when he seen me, he said, Paul, I want one of them. I said, well, we'll see what we can do. I think a couple of them is going to be some raffles as well, but... You can uh, cast those things a mile. It's amazing how much distance you can get out of just a short little whippy. <laughs> Some people who duck hunt will use them to go retrieve a duck if they're walking, you know, and, and oh, that's it, a gets, good idea. it gets out there. It's stuck in real good in your back. Or if you turn around and want to keep a gun in your car, you can keep one of those and you're on your way fishing. Or if you're a guy that likes to go to areas <laughs> will, and go will, fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was saying, you know, um, this past week, I stopped there at Choo Choo's Lawn Equipment to pick up a pump and uh, that they repaired for us. And uh, as I was standing there, it was pretty busy standing on line waiting my turn. There was a little boy, probably about 10, 12 years old, with his grandmother. And uh, they were sitting there waiting on their parts to come to the counter. And the little boy said, hey, Granny, look at there. There's one of them panfish uh, trophies. And uh, he said that, I, and the guy behind the counter told him, hey, there's a guy right behind you that does that thing, that does that event. And they turned around and started talking to me. And two years ago, they finished fifth. Uh, they're from Plant City area as well, but uh, they have a place up here somewhere in uh, Sumter County that they come up to on the weekends. But uh, they they actually 
uh, he taught his grandmother into a uh, restaurant, so they, they're they're going to be back to a fifth place finisher two years ago at uh, Choo Choo's Line Equipment. So yeah. our sponsors, man, I want to thank them all because uh, you just never know uh, what what you get, what recognition, and people that show up for it. So it's uh, I just want to thank them all. There's so many to list, and uh, we'll get them all out there. Hey, Glenn. Tell, yep. tell your daughter that uh, I'm going today to pick up something she's been wanting me to get at the shop. So Yeah, she she asked me about it the other day. Is, is, have I heard from you? And I said, well, Jonathan said he was going to be making the trips. Since he got back home and got things in order, uh, he'd be making that trip. And, of course, one of those, uh, uh, Jim asked me a while ago if they were if uh, you was going to bring one of them oh, up yes. for the silent auction again. And uh, you might want to bring a couple extra because I think you'll sell them when you bring them. <laughs> I, I can. I think I can arrange that. Hey, by the yeah, way, why, why we wait? This is Im- yeah. This is important. By the way, we had this discussion off the air. Is the grill already there, or do we have a grill, or do we have to get a grill? Uh, Jonathan, I think is going to have to get with uh, Mister Moyer uh, at his church Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, that way we get that worked out. So either way, uh, he did offer it if we wanted to use it. Uh, so Jonathan, if you could check with him. That church tomorrow, and uh, or I'll just text him whichever you want me to do. I'll holler at him when I get off the air. And uh, Bill okay. George also volunteered to fry all the fish for us. So if you want to, <laughs> if you, I'll take the fryer and the oil. <laughs> Actually, oh, he's work. he's gonna bring. Uh, I think he's gonna bring some of his uh, turkey camp equipment up there, and we'll see if we can't uh, boil up a few in some grease. That'd be good. He's got to yeah. make sure it's yeah. peanut oil, right? But, now, but it all all seriousness aside, though, uh, Panda Vista Lodge, man, is really beautiful. There was a, a a family up here from Tampa. Last name's a Simpson. I don't know the first name. We'd throw it out there, but anyway, Margin Margin Homer. They come, up. Margin, they come uh, up from Tampa to fish this weekend, but it uh, looks like it's going to be a wash for them. So they left, and then of course another uh, family member up here. The guy offers to help us uh, unload all the stuff I had this morning in the rain, and uh, I introduced myself. I said, "But you know, you ever had that thing where you say I knew that guy from somewhere?" But anyway, he uh, I introduced myself. He goes, "Yeah, Glenn." I worked down the road from you. <laughs> I was in your class last year. <laughs> I was waiting for it's a relative. Yeah, yeah. I'm your cousin's. Oh, my I'm your yeah, third cousin's cousin okay. sister. I got one important question for you. I've been out two weeks, and uh, what was the result of the the camera picture? Did you ever figure out what it was? Uh, negative. I did pick it up off the ground. It was on the ground, but uh, I never did figure it out. Bill, uh, I'll have to let you dissect the picture. I honestly want to think that it was a spider, one of those big banana spiders, but uh, everybody disagrees with me. But I think it, that's what it was. It wasn't uh, a big foot or anything like that. Skunk right. case. It wasn't in the belly like of an animal. The, yeah. the bottom side of the spider. But Skunk case. All right. Well, we got to go to break. Well, okay. All right, guys. We'll see you all. We'll see you next week for sure. Thank all you. All right. Go Thank dry you. off. Thanks, Glenn. We have to take a fast one. You guys stay with us. Big and Wild Outdoors be brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. You need stuff for the Panfish Challenge? Go out there and get it. Cane poles, fishing poles, circle hooks, whatever you need. It's all good. Or O'Shaughnessy's or long shank or short shank. It doesn't matter. And also, if you need a truck to get there, go see our friends over at Brandon Ford. They got one for you. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Dean, and uh, Bill George. Okay, now I'm fired up. I, I should not get him fired up right before he gets behind the wheel of vehicle. No, I'm good. 
I'm good. Trust me. We already have enough bad drivers here. here. Trust me. No, driving, you know what, all kidding aside, it's like when I go to New Mexico to guide people now on mule deer hunts, I actually look forward to those couple of days because I can block all of it out. Yeah. I I got you. You know. Even though right now I want to punch a hole through the wall, but other than that, that's okay. Why are you, do you want to punch a hole through the wall? Because he's just he's just upset. You got him all upset. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you keep doing that. Listen, you, it's, you know when you poke the bear, Bill George. Just wait till they come for your feeders. <sighs> oh man! Oh wait! Hey, here <laughs> we go. You ready? You right ready? It's ready? Coming. Stop! I'm gonna get a vein to pop. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> Did you see the news? I know. That the anti-gun movement is now claiming the color orange, and oh, they yeah. are, and they're actually asking their supporters to wear as much orange as you can in support of the anti-gun initiative, so that uh, people can get out there and uh, wear orange. You know, hashtag wear orange for common sense gun legislation in this country, and wear orange is for every victim. Uh, for every person who believes weapons of war don't belong on our streets or in our schools or places of worship, workplaces or concerts. Okay. So that means every hunter's doing exactly what they should be doing. And the thing is, is there uh, every hunter, and that was my point on this uh, subject whatsoever, is just like the rainbow was hijacked for certain things, now that they can walk around and say, look at all these hunters and sportsmen who support our our view on here because – they wear orange, you know, in support. So now you see a guy in a hunter orange or a, a real tree fishing hat that's bright orange or a construction guy on the side of the road in orange. All of a sudden, now they can claim that those are people who support their uh, anti-gun I'm agenda. Not, I'm not going to get too political about it because I can go down a rabbit hole. The only thing I have to say is no matter how anti-gun people get, it's not going. they're not going to be able to do anything about it because eventually – it's going to go too far, and people are going to start to be ticked off even more so now. And it, it just once it get, gets past a certain point, they're they're not going to be able to do anymore. There's well, going to be too I, many people against it. You got to understand the people that who are behind this push are most likely, uh, uh, you know, liberals and you know people like that who uh, you know feel that this is an important issue on their part. And I thought it was funny one of the retorts that someone had. Uh, put on the social media site about this was, uh, you know, liberals love to say that if they ban abortions, women will just get them illegally. And why don't they realize that the same applies for criminals in banning firearms? Well, so, it, hmm. well, uh, listen, I think it's very plausible. We have people right now who are willing to put up with certain restrictions because they don't feel that it impacts them, just like they don't mind snook being closed or trout or redfish because they're not keeping them anyways. That's true. And Dean. I, and, uh, Dean, uh, that, <laughs> it, that is a fact that uh, you got to understand. All I can say is Mr. Miyagi has a pressure point, so he will not let up. <laughs> you got to understand that uh, oh, the, net, the net ban and everything else that came in, uh, here in the United States or here in the West Coast of Florida uh, was because of that very attitude for a lot of people. They looked at it and said, well, that's not me. What about dog hunting? Look at greyhound racing. They didn't look at the ramifications of being able to own a dog. No. And they say working dogs and making dogs do things that they're not supposed to do. 
uh, a lot of cattle ranchers, a lot of dog hunters and stuff like that said, dude, that means they're going to be coming after me next. I say so we foot in the door. I say we go to D.C. and start protesting for our machine guns back. You can you have can a buy, machine you gun. You can go buy a machine gun. Yeah, yeah. It was made a, before 1986 and they work. They work. They're worth twenty, thirty thousand dollars just yeah. to buy one. It's, yeah, go I ahead. understand that, but no, no, no. What I'm saying is, instead of kowtowing constantly to all of these, or you know, not really well, doing much about it, here, how about cow-towing. we start? How about we start protesting and going after that? But here's the problem: why don't we start with what's local, which is the trout and redfish and snook band? <laughs> well, yeah. but here's the problem altogether: is you got a great point. You got a great point, but here's the problem. Braden's point is exactly right. People, if it does not, if it does not affect them, people look with blinders at their little space in life and realize that, oh, okay, well, they just, you know, but then all of a sudden, somebody comes up and clubs them in the back of the head because it's like Braden just said with said rules that have been passed. It gets a foot in the door, and then they take a little bit more of this. They take a little bit more of this. But the problem is, is the whole time agreeing with Bill 100%, and I'm as guilty of it as anybody else, but we don't – we're so spread out. We're taking – we're doing the job for them. Let me say it like that because Mm -hmm. you've got this group that does this thing, fishing, and this group that does this thing, hunting, and this group that does this, and this group that does that, and we're too busy fighting with each other to be smart enough to realize that they're winning. They've already won because they divided us all up in this little, and that's like, it's like Bill's statement earlier with, they want to know that you're doing this and they want to know your fish or like the fishing thing. They want to know you're fishing for this. And your that's my whole stance is I'm fishing. I don't care what you want to fish for. I don't care what well, you're a recreational fisher. And exactly. There's a commercial fisher. Then there's a captain, you know, charter yeah. fisher. And yeah. You, you put them all into different groups and you say, you know, you, you allocate quotas differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from a data it, standpoint, I'm a hundred percent. Me and you've talked about this before from a data collection standpoint, I am the first person that will stand up and say, yes, we need data. We need stuff we need numbers so that we can make responsible decisions as somebody who for the last six months watched a year's worth of work go down the crapper and has had to redo a lot of it i get that part of it but here's my the the retort that i have and guess what for the people that are listening to me right now that make these decisions hey jack wang do your job if you've got the data and we need to do something you need to do it you don't need to sit there and say, we have data that shows we should do this. We should have a bear hunt. We should do this. We should do that. And you don't do it because you're a pansy. Get a freaking job. Grow a spine. Do your job. Period. Yeah, so, Bill so, George. So, no, well, along those lines, as you were saying, you're telling other people, okay, you need to do this. You need to do that. That's one of the reasons that I have been so adamant about yeah. eventually getting into politics. It's because yeah. I see things that are wrong that I feel like are <laughs> I get wrong you. that need to be done. Yeah. And instead of as much as I, I agree with you completely, yeah. if you don't personally go out and try to do something along those lines, yeah. there's only so much you can do. Well, as like you said, Bill those said people, the people who are in charge, I keep on being told, well, all politicians are the same. All people do this. They're, they're always going to do the same thing. I'm like, well, if you don't feel like you're going to do that, like I don't feel like I'm going to do a, what a normal politician would. I, I would like Waffle. to think so. <laughs> I would like to think so. I'm saying – 
I'm going to go out and do something about it and do my best to do something about it and sitting here and complaining about it. Well, but it's now, not that you're saying a great point. But who, and I can but say who this. are you doing that for? Are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it as the, as the activity as a whole? That's the thing. But, that, that's to me, the point it's both. That I think to me, it's that, both. I, and what I'm saying is I'm growing up seeing the way things are going. So, things keep on either getting worse or just crazy things. As you said, rights all over the place are just being slowly taken away, and mm-hmm. then people just don't really think about it because it doesn't affect them. I have my core beliefs. I have the core things yeah. that I think need to happen, and I don't know where I'm going to be in the next 10 years. You know, I don't know what things are going to be like, but by the time I get to that point, yeah. I'm going to have a better understanding of what I believe and what I think well, and have what, a better argument. What What is the things that are critical to you that you want to try and For me, influence I'm, I'm a very, right now today? Today? Yeah. Well, I'm a very big constitution guy. You know, first, second amendment, like when it comes to that, I have my core beliefs in the, you know, how this country was founded. And so on the daily basis, I'm one of those people who are being annoying on Facebook and constantly commenting on things and saying things because well, the problem is that people that tend to, act, to feel like I do, they're very quiet. They don't want to get involved with arguments and stuff like that. Well, Me, I feel like it's very important to get out there and try to show that there isn't no, just, you're standing you know, you're, you're standing yes. up for your position. And it's just like him, and I thank him for making me more motivated to do this, is like Bill said to me coming in here. There are certain things I'm dealing with up there that I have wrote the governor. I've wrote my representatives. I've wrote but that stuff that you – I mean, granted, yeah, going for but, politics is one thing, but that stuff you can do the, right now. Correct. Yeah. And, and my thing in asking was if you do a lot of stuff in the outdoors, the FWC is a good place – to get your feet wet they meet five times a year you can reach out talk to them influence getting involved does make change or better yet tell go, you that. get off your lazy and butt and I, go join the I academy i welcome you to travel <laughs> to the next meeting with me and take some time off and go start to be part of the I solution i definitely will and hey, here's two that, words for you before we go to break big sugar all right that's the big one <laughs> We're going to take a break. Oh, Love you, bitch. Brought to you by G5 Feet Outdoors. I'm Brandon Ford. Stay with us, you guys. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Ah, woosa, woosa, woosa. We have okay. a few minutes left here. Uh, I, just before uh, we get out of here, I wanted to remind you that uh, we are all hard at work this week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is going to be busy, busy for us because the Panfish Challenge is going to be rapidly approaching next Saturday, and we want it to be uh, one of the best experiences for you and your kids ever. This is uh, yes, it is a tournament, and uh, but it is not like your typical tournament situation or stress level. It's uh, very laid back. Uh, the kids can go fish off the dock before they even get on the boat. While you're doing all the hard work, uh, they can go run around, do whatever, while you and Mama load up the boat and throw them on there, get them on there, and get them out on the water and let them start catching some fish. We try to make it as easy and and relaxing as possible. This is not a a derby style uh, fishing tournament. You can come in when you're ready. Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, we had people last year that were only out for maybe 30, 40 minutes and uh, came back in and uh, weighed their fish. 
and uh, you ate know, got sausages to, and hung out the rest of the day. Hung out for the rest of the time, or if they had to go do something else and come back, uh, that was fine too. There's no, uh, you know, there's no stringent, uh, you know, stay here, can't leave policy, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. But uh, Bill George will be out there checking boats, and uh, FWC will be out there checking fish. And uh, we'll be all out there just having a great old time. I know that um, Bill George is the uh, undercover ninja uh, who's out there <laughs> checking coolers and looking through your boat they, to make sure there's no frozen, uh, you know, they, they do fish look at a- you awful strange when you say, I need to see in that bucket or I need to. Yeah, like, can you open that glove compartment there? I need to make sure there's no. I uh, check every hole you got here, buddy. You know what? <laughs> and the only reason why we do that is because. We live in a world that we know uh, when there's there, money involved, there's there, people who are going to bend the rules. There could be some nefarious activities going on, and we just want to make sure it's fair. Because if you think about it, you're not you know you're not really helping yourself. You're just ripping off a bunch of kids, and that that right there should deserve you a uh, a trip to behind the woodshed, in my opinion. But that's just me. <laughs> that's why law enforcement will be there. They can handle all that stuff, but. Uh, it's going to be a good time, had by all. If you call uh, Panavis Lodge today, uh, you can go Google them. You can search them on Bing or wherever it is you go do your searches. And uh, call Mr. Jim Veal or whoever answers the phone. Say, look, I want to register my boat, register my team. Uh, it's 25 bucks per boat, not per person, per boat. And, and, and the uh, proceeds are going to charity. To a so charity. There, there yes. is nothing coming back to Big and Wild. No, it's, so. it goes to Everyday Blessings and... If you don't know what that is, you can go Google that as well. But uh, kids that come from broken homes, no matter what the reason is, uh, the siblings, they they keep them together. And yeah. uh, they keep them together there if they have to or if they go out to foster homes and they want them to go as a – as brother and sister, brother and brothers, whatever, because, you know, you can rely on so, your own siblings. And so even if, if you just want to turn around and make a, a little donation, you can register a boat in name of somebody or do something along that line and just go ahead and make your registration and, and just say, hey. Yeah. We'll just- you know, you don't have to show up. Or if you do, we'll give you at least a free lunch, you yeah. know, and maybe we'll share some brim with you. I don't, you know, it's whatever. It's just going to be a fun time. It's it's a big, giant family time, and that's what we want. And all, well, like you said, all proceeds, because a guy asked me that last year about the concessions. He's like, man, y'all make a killing off of this. I'm like, yep, Everyday Blessings does very well off of this. Y'all don't keep nothing? No, sir. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we don't keep it. And uh, there's no reason to. We, we don't have, have any use great for it, sponsors so. that donate pretty much everything we have out here. So Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, uh, big thank you to Brandon Ford. They stepped up with a big check. So, uh, literally, if you get uh, top prize of the 12 heaviest and you get the biggest bluegill, the biggest shell cracker, you're going to walk away with 700 bucks for a day of fishing. Plus, you get to keep uh, your fish. It's not like a bass tournament where you got to go turn them loose. Mm-hmm. These suckers, you can cornbread them up and throw them in some bacon grease and feed the family. So you get dinner and a nice check as well. So, um, And I think we pay out all the way to what place this year? Do you know? I, can't have I, to don't, look at the flyer. I don't remember. I've been, I've been running chasing turkeys. Oh, that's right. You have been. And by the way, I heard that you uh, you got a couple of them, by uh, the way. We had four. Four out of the six of us got turkeys. My daughter did have a... A swing and a miss, um, and it turns out that uh, somewhere along the line, it was it was your fault. My my fault. Your fault. Your fault. Wait. Oh your, Lord. Why is it my fault? Because the gun she was using, you you told me I had to shoot in a clay 
pigeon tournament, and I had changed the choke <laughs> to improve cylinder. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't make you do uh, that. It, it was. It, it couldn't be her fault or my fault. So, it's funny know. how the roundabout happens there. <laughs> a new generation. It's always somebody else's fault. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that that was my fault. And when I physically so looked how far at the away chalk, was the turkey? It was about thirty-five yards. So by then, the spread should have been about a good three feet wide. So what was the problem? Yeah, there was enough of holes in the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> All it takes is one BB in the right spot, and you're and done. They were shooting at the, in the uh, right spot. The, and the turkey got up and flew. Yeah, well, you know, at least he learned a lesson. No, she did, and uh, no, I he, did. The turkey did. learned a lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah she so. didn't learn a lesson. She's going to so. trust you again next year, and you'll. Hey, hey it's kind of like a person I shall not name that uh, you know forgot that they were shooting the wrong load at a deer one time in the woods. Oh, but you, we're not you mean go shot birdshot accidentally? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, leave the kid alone. He's in Kentucky. Yeah, so. he can't defend himself. Uh, exactly. By the way, uh, payouts this year on the uh, Panfish Challenge: first place is five hundred bucks, second place three hundred bucks, third place two hundred bucks, fourth place one hundred bucks, fifth place fifty bucks. And if you hit the uh, heaviest bluegill, it's an extra hundred, and uh, heaviest shellcracker is still a hundred bucks. So. so if you place in the top five, you get your entry fee back. Um, um, and, Plus and some. then some. And don't forget, uh, those kids are going to be loaded down with all kinds of goodies. I think mm-hmm. I saw stuff last year that I didn't even know was donated. I see every kid walking away with a bait bucket, and I'm going, "Where'd those come from? Where, where we didn't buy those, did we?" And uh, no, some lady donated a. Went up to a couple of sporting goods stores and bought every single one of them that they had, and donated the whole things uh, for all the kids. And well, each the one cool of those, the cool part about it was is when Glenn was running around last year like a chicken with his head cut off, and me and you were doing the broadcast. Was all the kids that would come up and say thank you? That was the other thing yeah. that made me happy. The, yeah, when you walk watch them walk up to the registration table and get their their fishing poles and their other goodies. Oh, by the way, here, else, huh? You know what? I get to keep this. How much is this, Dad? Do I have to pay for this? No, man, it's all yours. They're like, what? Yeah, I mean, they and, already win before they're even on the boat. And so. that's where the pre-registration is critical, so that we know how many how many fishing poles we we're expecting to have to get, and if we need to get more, we may have to scramble or something like that. But generally, we've been all right. So we'll pre-register. It, we'll make it happen, Captain. Yeah, just I, look at it this way. Just show up. Bring the kids. Bring your neighbor's kids. Bring your grandkids. Bring them whatever it is. Uh, trust me, we can find a way to get them out and get them fishing. Uh, you know, I literally think we ought to have a dock category. I think I brought that up with uh, with Glenn one time. I was like, at the end of the day, we should have like a super tournament. At the end of the day, like the first person to catch like the first five fish or something. Spam you know? versus wigglers. Oh uh, yeah, sure, we could do that. Get back know. to the start of the thing. Darn right. Bring it back the uh, or the spam only tournament, uh, the what do we call speed round tournament or something, just on the dock only. Get your kids registered for the speed round. That you know, first first kid to get five fish, it's all good. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be. It awesome. would be. All right, we're getting the three zero. What does that mean? Thirty oh, seconds. Thirty oh thirty seconds. Anything to say, Dean? Before you get out of here, and we never invite you back. Never invite me back. <laughs> he's he's going to. I tell you, he will say. Is Bill going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he likes it when you're here because uh, that way you because guys can you talking about? Yeah, I, I, told you, I love arguing this morning. He I love, loves arguing. Yes, I love he does. arguing. So you guys are meant for each other. Well, you didn't do a good job. You need some work. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to bring your you A game. You got potential, kid. Yeah, you'll have to bring your A game next time. 
Uh, no, you're you're welcome back anytime, my friend. Jonathan, thanks for showing up. Bill, welcome back. Off Thank to Louisiana. You. Aaron, thanks for always being a steady I'm on rock. my way, Jeff. Yeah. And right, the podcast guys. did get up to date last night and keep back up to date now that I'm off the road. Well, that's good because all of our long-distance travelers will be yes. uh, stop emailing me going, where, where, I need the shows. Where are the shows at? All right, we're going to have a new one next week. Broadcasted live from Panta Vista Lodge. Go check it out, PantaVista.com. Register your boat today. Get out there. We want to see you out there. We want to shake your hand. We want to meet you, okay? So we'll see you out there next Saturday, Panta Vista, Panta Vista Lodge. Have a great weekend. Stay dry, you guys. Have fun. See you.